0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning with Lyle and the Mums. Monsoon. I can't do it. There, there it is for you to
1: tell. It had Christmas. to come. It had to come. <laughs> Brayden's going to be so happy that's caught on. <laughs> like I, I, do believe, I do
0: believe this is an art form. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and I reckon that I'm starting to have this conspiracy theory that you actually wait at the end of the driveway so that you can arrive
1: <laughs> 30 seconds before the radio starts. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I time myself. I'm like a race car driver. No, I de- I'm definitely not <laughs> <laughs> sitting at the end of the driveway, waiting until six forty-two to leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the end of the driveway here where we're. Oh, the driveway
1: here. Yes, the end of the driveway you. here. Yes, oh, That's yeah, yeah, swear flying. I reckon it works
0: because oh, nobody else, nobody yeah. else could do it with just such. Fine timing. Any other way? How is this I'm even I'm German. Possible? It's German
1: precision, Lyle. <laughs> no, if you're going to be okay. late, do it proper. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you grateful for, this word, Lyle? Uh,
0: apart from that you're here. Um, <laughs> I am grateful for snow.
1: Are you serious? We didn't have snow. Are you grateful you didn't get any.
0: But I'm grateful for snow.
1: Okay. Because
0: we've got snow spread all over, Austra- all over Australia at the moment. It just makes Australia nice.
1: You think so? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. If we, if we lived in snow, mm. no. Yeah.
0: But for a change? Oh, yeah. yeah. A, little, a
1: little sort of freak. Yeah,
0: have a bit of a snow fix and change. then uh, move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go see it?
0: Probably not.
1: Yeah, no, neither no, than me.
0: I, I'd rather come here and spend time on the radio with all of you listeners.
1: Yeah, same, same deal. <clears throat> well, I'm really grateful. I know I was grateful for my housemates maybe a week or so ago, but I want to be grateful for them again because I got home on Friday after radio and my precious precious housemate producer jazz whose uh, producer shell stand in had scrubbed the mold off the grout in the shower and it just makes me so happy it makes me so happy lyle i can't even begin to explain <laughs> I, it's very closely linked to my hate of mushrooms because you know well the, the same thing it's the same thing just small mushrooms and yeah exactly the tiny ones and like a colony of them, and if someone gets rid of them out of my shower, I'm like,
0: Why do we eat big ones and not small
1: ones? I know it's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, didn't...
0: okay, so think about that. All of those, all of those of you who are planning on having mushrooms for breakfast this morning, you are eating big mold.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm, I'm
0: gonna call it from now on, I think. Just go
1: get some out of the shower big for free. Mold.
0: <laughs> I used to call them earth zits, now I call them big mold. <laughs>
1: Ah, Great show coming up for you today
0: This is a reminder You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM If you would like to listen to the live show And interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show Then simply go to faithfm.com.au And press play or use the tune in radio app
2: The Lord, help me find the way. Help me find, a way help me find a way the way to the, to the promised land. This
3: lonely body, this lonely body needs a helping hand. Helping I, ask help. the Lord I ask the Lord to, to help, help me, breathe, please. Find the way
2: when the new day is dawning, dawn, About my daily prayer, I pray to the Lord. Lord won't you leave me, me Guide me safely guide me through the golden,
3: golden stair Hold you left his body, your burden shirt I pray, Lord, I won't, won't leave me, me please,
2: please Leave me there When the judgment comes, find the world in chains When the trumpet
3: blows, won't you call my name? When the thunder rolls and the heavens rain, when the sun turns black, never shine again, never shine again. When the trumpet blows, won't
0: you call me, please call my name? Welcome back, guys. That was Peter Paul and Mary with Early in the Morning. And something to wake you all up.
1: Yeah, you go, it it's a pretty short song. I did, isn't yeah, it, it was yeah. very short. It was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. happened to that
0: song? It was just like there and it was gone. And
1: then the next second, disappeared.
0: Give us a quiz, Mon. Give okay. us a quiz.
1: Okay, what book am I? Time to wicketh the braineth upeth. Uh, this is uh, what book of the Bible? So if you know, give us a call. But the first clue is this this book tells us that from out of Bethlehem would come a ruler whose origins are from old ancient times.
3: Hmm.
1: Any idea what that is, Lyle? Yeah. You're going to give it a crack? Give us a call if you think you know what it is. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. If you can get it right this morning, I will give you not one but two prizes because Lyle doesn't know the answer.
0: Did, maybe, me, maybe I maybe I maybe I was multitasking and misheard the <laughs> misheard the question.
1: Yeah, I do mean, that's not even a valid option. <laughs> okay,
0: all right. Just, I, I was I was multitasking. There's only sixty six options,
1: Lyle, and what you oh, 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 think. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. We
1: need to come to an understanding here, Lyle, that you don't have the capacity to multitask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Try that one.
1: I vaguely heard
0: something in the back of my mind about a certain passage. I'm not in gonna the Bible. tell
1: you because um You've already guessed once this round, so you can, okay. get, you can uh, save that one for your next guess. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't pay attention. <laughs> all
0: right, so tell us some uh, tell us some positively different news, and I will try and pay attention.
1: Okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna share something that well, I don't know if this is still valid for you, but you're hopefully like in the next few years going to become a granddad, Lyle. Not that anything's particularly planned, but you boys are of that age, and they're are looking around and for a, a wifey and. I think you'd like to be – I know your wife wants to be a grandma. And, um, Absolutely. Bring it on. There's been, there's been a bit of research done, mm-hmm. and they have discovered that 73% of kids want to spend more time with their parents. Okay. So that's – which is, to be honest – That's like, good. Yeah, it, it's good. Well, is it?
0: They want to spend more time with their parents.
1: Wouldn't that then denote that 73% of kids don't have enough time with their parents?
0: Okay, yeah, that's the other the other way. Just a half glass, full half glass, uh, empty kind of way of looking at it. Because I'm thinking it's nice that it's nice for me to know that my kids want to spend time with me.
1: Yeah, but it also means you're not spending enough time with your kids. Hmm. It's kind of like pointing out a problem in and of itself. But the good news is, seventy percent of parents would also like to spend more, like they like more chances to spend quality time with their. <gasps> okay,
0: kids. so our problem is society then that is keeping us alive. right.
1: We're very time poor, and um, this article that's just come out, I have kids have actually listed the top 20 things that they really want to do with their parents. So if you're a parent or you're a grandparent or you're like Lyle and crossing your fingers and hope to be a grandparent sometime in the next few years, here are some things that your kids actually want to do with you. Um, And this is, do you know what? Nothing on this list is particularly hard. Some of it is so easy. So, and I I don't know, I don't know. Are parents overthinking it? They're like, oh, I got to do like, you know, bend over backwards and fly them to Paris or something. But here are some of the things. The top 20 activities that kids most want to do with their parents. Number one. What age kids is this? Uh, This is six
0: to 17. Okay. So my kids don't count then.
1: That's why I've said grandkids.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But you know what? I reckon your kids will still like this even though they're like in their early 20s. Okay. So number one, go to the beach. Yep. And as Australians, we have a huge advantage. The beach is everywhere. Uh We all live near the coast. Number two.
0: If you don't live near the coast, go to the, lo- the 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 closest dam.
1: Nearest body of water. Yes, we'll do. Number two, exercise. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Number three, play sports. Hmm. <laughs> Croquet, maybe Lyle. Nah, motorsports. <laughs> oh no, all day long. Number, motorsports.
0: Number four, That's go it, go to the there's pool. There's a turbo sitting in my car right now.
1: There's a turbo in your car. Uh huh. One of my like kids is coming to pick it up. Cars?
0: No. Isn't
1: that just a normal part of a car?
0: <laughs> we wish. <laughs> we wish.
1: Uh, number four, go to the pool. Uh, number five, go to the movies. Number six, play at a park. It's not hard.
0: No, these are all really, really, really easy, easy ones. ones. They really, Anyone can do these.
1: I always expect, like when I saw the title of this article, I'm like, oh, these brats are going to have a list as long as they are. and very complicated. But it's really not. Number seven, camp. That might be a little bit more complicated, yes, but you can still keep love it pretty camping. simple. Nah,
0: camping is not complicated. Yeah, you can get that ready in an hour. It's so not complicated. Yeah. People make it complicated because they think they have to take everything. Yeah, yeah all this equipment. Including stuff. the kitchen sink, which I take camping.
1: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. <laughs> but you can just chuck some essentials in the back of the car and off you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. hard. Uh, number eight, take a day trip, like to a zoo, a museum, or an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Number nine, play video games. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I, – I, I mean, I like Darren Never Pratt's – Never done that with my
0: kids. Never planned to.
1: I like Darren Pratt's approach to playing video games. It's like if you're going to let your kids play video games, play it with them because um, it's oh, okay. safer. Yep. So, yeah, because, you uh-huh. know, we've had quite a few – Oh yeah. Um, uh, A in interviews on, on, this, on this, on this, on this show about the dangers of letting kids just play by themselves in their room. Number ten, I like this one. Go shopping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is not. This is not about <laughs> boy kids. This is not boy kids that we're talking about. King,
1: here. Most of this has been boy stuff: sports, That's not, yeah, but exercise, that one's not, no, no, camping, that one,
0: that one, that one specifically games. is not boys.
1: Yeah, and I think I tend to think that might be a bit of an older one. That might be for the sixteen-year-old demographic.
0: Yeah, although boys do look kind of like the Lego aisle in the shop. Yeah, my yeah, boys yeah. did anyway. They'd go and drool over all the Legos.
1: Yeah, but then I think the objective is to get the thing home mm. and then play with it. Whereas you know, for us, it's, it's all part of the experience to get it. Anyway. Uh, number eleven, go out to dinner together.
0: When you have kids, I can see how your kids you are going to have. You are going to go shopping with your kids online, Mon. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then you are going to go selling
0: online as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. They can only buy something if they sell two other things. <laughs> um, number eleven, go out to dinner. Number twelve, go hiking.
3: Okay.
1: Number thirteen, go to an event such as a sporting event or a concert. Uh, number fourteen, I like this one. Spend time together in the car. So driving to school or appointments or extra- extracurricular activities. So in other
0: words, shut the radio off, shut the TVs off in the car, shut the phones off in the car, and hang out and play ice. Do you know
1: a lot of people?
0: I wonder whether kids these days know how to play, play ice.
1: Yeah, because they all have those screens in the back of the um, the, the, the seat heads. But I, I, there's a lot of people who, like, when they want to have a talk with someone, they go for a drive together. Or when they want to think, they go for a drive. So I, I, I totally get this one. And you'll actually see on social media now, um, there's, like, a trend. Uh, you'll see, like, some of the best viral videos, all stuff that's happened in a car, because people are like relaxed, they're hanging out, they're just, you know, they're being themselves. They're not distracted because they're not, like, running around in a house or something. They're together in a tight space, and it creates some really funny viewing. And you'll even see... Um, you know, there's a couple of television shows where they have, um, they get their celebrity guests on, but instead of having them on a, on a, on a, on a, on a TV set. They take them in a car and they go for a drive, and then they just have the the interior of the car, just a couple of little microphones and cameras, just small ones in the corners, and then the and then the host of the show just drives around with a celebrity, and they just have a chat. And oh, what's chat, that one?
0: What's that one about um, comedians and cars or something? Comedians
1: like and cars getting coffee. That's a different show, but yeah, same concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool I, cars. I quite enjoy. Yeah, they have like old retro cars. I quite enjoy that one. Uh-huh. But this one is like the late late show, and they just interview celebrities and and uh, but it gives you entirely different. Perspective, because the people are just so much more relaxed. They're just chilled out. They're like, you know, it's just a two of them in a car. It's not like a whole audience. And I think this kind of filters down to to how it is with your family. It's just you know, you and your kids. You know, mum and dad, and and the, and the kids just in the car, chillaxing and um, you know they, they can't do anything else. They have to focus on each other. It's
0: cool. Yeah, I go like on road this trip. one. Go yeah, that's Queensland. it. Just
1: go go to Melbourne, <laughs> or if you're in Melbourne, if you're in Melbourne, yeah, if go you're go in, to in Perth. Melbourne, <laughs> go to Perth. That's right. Number fifteen, watch movies at home. Number sixteen, I like this one. Make a meal together. That's a good one. It's a good one. Nah, it's educational nah. as well nah. because the kids learn to cook. Not my thing. Um, it's because you're never going to happen
0: work. with me. I'm never going to make a meal together you with my to, kids. You
1: need to pass on the knowledge of how to make your my porridge. kids can make
0: a meal. Oh that's a You need to
1: secret. pass this on. <laughs> you need to pass it online. You're gonna pass the secret on. That's why that's a family secret. Number eighteen, play board games and card games yes! together. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. If we do it that, that's our family thing. We do that all the
1: time. And then I really like number nineteen, create arts and crafts. <laughs> My kids will come out of the wound crochet. crocheting. Crocheting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. They won't have to cut an umbilical cord, they'll have to cut some yarn. <laughs> 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 and then sew in the end. <laughs> uh, and and number 20, have them help with homework. I might struggle with that one if I ever have yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think when you have kids, you should take some uh, some yarn. Yeah. And and because and I think they've got to tie it off, like clamp uh-huh. or whatever, uh, and just say, hey, here, use this. <laughs> yeah, just get, use this, get, this, this get these kids started young.
1: Yeah. I'm not, because you know how after you give birth to the child, you have to give birth to the placenta. I think I'll have to, like, give birth to the, the, the ball of yarn that the kids are <laughs> crocheting <laughs> in my room. Because the Bible does say it was knit together. So, you know, obviously there's some sort of knitting happening. Oh, <laughs> see, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, n- it's
0: knitting. It's not crocheting. <laughs> it's
1: knitting. There you knitting go. Knitting is biblical. Crochet is not. <laughs> anyway, great tips on how to spend uh, time with your kids. It's especially important seeing as we're coming up to Father's Day and I will be sharing some cool stats about fathers in the next few days, Lyle.
2: Letting go of every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering. Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of the fight No matter what I face, you're by
0: You're listening to Lauren Daigle with Trust in You here on Faith FM. Mon, give us another clue for that quiz. What
1: book am I? This book is the recording of the word of the Lord as given to the prophet in a vision concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Lyle has the correct answer. I do. If you have the correct answer, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, or you can text your guesses, 91 64 669 We'll send you a prize today.
0: There you go. How did you enjoy the cold weather over the weekend, Mon?
1: Yeah, I didn't mind, it, actually.
0: It was a bit of a a bit of a cold blast coming through. I was working sure outside all day was. yesterday and keeping an eye on the thermometer on our porch. I, I could have been wrong, but I never saw it get above 11.
1: Yeah, no, it was freezing yesterday and super windy.
0: Just a howling gale coming through. Um, okay, so some, some high temperatures for the day. Mount Boyce in Katoomba managed to reach a high temperature of 2.5. Ooh. And Orange, western New South Wales, managed to reach 2.1. Oh, miss. So records <laughs> toppling all over the place right there. Uh, but, yeah, once again, it is uh, indicative of the you know, the more extreme weather we have these days. Yeah, it is. We, we get uh, extreme heat and extreme cold and less of that in the middle kind of weather that we are used to. The uh, the good news is that the dams are starting to uh, the, the water supply for oh, Sydney is starting Lord. to come back a little bit, um, and that's due to the fact that uh, they started the desal plant up uh, several months ago, and by July, way ahead of schedule, they had it up to full capacity.
1: Praise so Lord for it's that. running
0: at full capacity, brought nice. the water supply back up by two percent. Um, so it's only a small amount, but at least uh, we're doing better than holding yeah. our own. Yeah. Um, of course, they are looking at expanding that desal plant, which I reckon is a really terrible idea.
1: Do you, why?
0: Well, here's, here's how I look at it. You know, <clears throat> the desal plant uses massive, massive amounts of energy mm-hmm. to create water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All that energy is coming primarily from coal. Yeah. Right, and yeah. we're trying to reduce the amount of coal that we're using because it's you know it runs off electricity. It's not running off solar or anything like that. It's running off coal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We're trying to reduce the amount of coal that we're using. It's using huge amounts of coal. Just build more dams.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea as well. I think we can you know because
0: that's 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 not affecting you know the uh, the, the 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 atmosphere in any way, shape, or form. In fact, building more dams is good for the atmosphere because it creates more. Um, evaporation, mm-hmm. which creates more rain. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I know the Greens will have a heart attack when you say build more dams because you have to like level, but, uh, but the reality is using really? more coal is going to make them you angry look at too. the amount
0: of ground that is covered by a dam compared to the amount of ground that is cleared in other places, or a coal mine, or a coal mine mm-hmm. clears. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, seriously?
1: <sighs> yeah, look, we need to get our water from somewhere, and I definitely agree. I think, I think, uh, I think dams are the way forward as well, I especially like the idea of of, of Transporting the, the excess water that Queensland gets all the way down here with one big sort of tunnel.
0: Yep, run it down into the. Uh, See where I can't into do the, it. Into, Pump it down into the Channel Country, let it run through there. It'll ir- irrigate the mm-hmm. uh, outback and it will fill up Lake Air. And when Lake Air is full, then we start to get more rain over here because you have more evaporation. Um, lots of things that you can do here in Australia other than desal plants. I'm glad that the desal plant is there, I'm glad it's up and running. Uh, because it would be, you know, we don't want to end up where Cape Town is, but yeah. there are a couple of, you know, several outback towns that are reaching, rapidly reaching zero hour yep. where they're actually going to hit zero water, water. Yep. and everyone's going to have to move out.
1: They're only small that,
0: towns, but that is reality. I
1: don't know that we have the option to to sail an iceberg over and, and, and harvest it.
0: <laughs> well, we could probably bring one up as far as Tasmania. Yeah. Um, that would probably be That's quite so cool. D- oh, definitely needs to be done. I'm putting my hand up for that job. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. All right. What have we got here? Um, um, while we're talking about wild weather, of course, China just got hit by a typhoon, 30 dead there. Um, and Was snow that the two
1: typhoons? The twin typhoons? Uh, uh, no? Okay, never mind.
0: Yep. Yeah. Snow in the Barrington. So yeah, weather, weather stories happening all over the place. Always fun to talk about the weather. Okay, let's talk about homelessness. So w- while we were all shivering uh, behind closed doors through the, uh, the blast, we need to take a moment to think of people who were sleeping rough. Mm-hmm. And Soul Cafe, uh, which provides food for homeless people in Newcastle, their services have been up by 45% in the wow. last five years. That's quite the strain um and they have an increase of 2.2 nova Caches. this is just here in Newcastle which is not that big of a city
1: no it's really just not
0: just in Newcastle 2.2 new homeless people per week that they are servicing now not they're not servicing every homeless person you know that's obviously in Newcastle and so that's a lot of people each week that are simply walking out of the houses
1: Oh, wait, so that's, that's the amount of people in Newcastle that become homeless, the amount of people that this place is now upping, like every, upping. every, okay, okay, upping. okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great.
0: Now, uh, research, town. of course, research, of course, points out that rough sleepers are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to homelessness. Um, and so you have rough sleepers, you have vehicle sleepers, you have couch surfers, surfers and you have crowded houses. Uh, crowded houses, of course, are people who uh, just simply take you know, keep taking more and more and more people into their home that they're renting and putting up bunks, you know, right yeah. through the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the services of the home are grossly overstretched, uh, but just so that they can afford to live. And, you know, just a, just a story that I bumped into uh, at our food rescue, and of course we service a lot of home, we feed a lot of homeless people at food rescue. Couple turned up, uh, just, you know, your average late middle-aged couple um one, they are both working, but one of them had, had uh, I think she had lost her job and he had been reduced to 20 hours per week, which was enough. That was it. Yeah. Pushed they were the done. Yeah. And of course, um, too young to get superannuation, too old to get work. And so they just, they had a camper trailer, they hooked it to their car and they walked out of their house.
1: Wow. Rental property.
0: Yeah. Rental property. Yeah, just because they couldn't afford to live there. You know, and they're talking about raising New Start and these kinds of things. Not going to solve the issue. The cost of housing is really what the uh, the, the the biggest issue yeah. here that needs to be solved, because you know somebody like that is not really going to um, help. help a person in mm-hmm. that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Berejiklian government is at the moment doing a survey of rough sleepers, but once again, that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to homelessness. Um, what's interesting is that New Start has dropped by five percent, with forty-two thousand less people in the last twelve months alone on New Start.
1: Well, that seems like good news.
0: It is. It's the complete opposite news to the homeless story.
1: Yeah, it's almost strange.
0: And so, what it illustrates is that um, cost of housing is the issue here.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's the sure. big issue. You got
0: mm-hmm. people who are working in full-time jobs. Um, or not full-time jobs, but in part-time jobs are not unemployed, but are underemployed mm-hmm. and simply not able to afford rent to live in a home.
1: And that's quite the issue as well. Is is businesses just doing part-time or casual hours? Yeah,
0: I've yeah. got I've got three friends right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one who lives in the caravan, one who lives in a camper trailer, one who lives in a swag. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of you know these kind of cost of living and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's. That is the world in which we live, and of course those of us who are better off, this is what we're studying in our encounter with God. This is what our encounter with God is all about right now, is what are we doing to help those who are less fortunate? How are we providing for uh, you know, the vulnerable members of our society, uh, particularly you know people that are, that are, are homeless?:
1: Because the Bible is very plain. About what it says about helping the poor.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of mental illness out there, and there's a lot of addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two big issues, which are almost universal amongst rough sleepers, is mental health issues and addiction issues, or and sometimes often both. Um, so yeah, definitely something we need to be. Uh, Thinking about uh, what else we've got happening around the world well we've got the we've got the Jeffrey Epstein death, which is sort of hitting uh, headlines and you know one thing that jumps out to me here is that you know the wealthy elite for a long time have been able to hide behind their money, and it's good to see some steps in the right direction that there are being lights shone in these days of you know social media and everybody being connected into some of these dark corners. It will be interesting to see where this goes. Lots of conspiracy theories flying around, but we do need to see justice and we do need to see changes in our society and we do need to have a world in which the wealthy elite just don't live as if they are above the law. Yeah. Uh, Because we've had too much of that for too long And um, yeah, this is really a a, a call for justice here It seems, well, who knows what happened in that kind of a situation I think he probably had a lot of good motivation to commit suicide And a lot of people had a lot of good motivation to see him dead So uh, we'll be interested to follow how that story goes This is JJ Heller, your hands
4: I have unanswered prayers I have trouble I wish wasn't there, and I have asked a thousand ways that you would take my pain away, you would take my pain away. I am trying to understand. How to walk this weary land Make straight the path that crooked lie Oh Lord, before these feet of mine Oh Lord, before these feet of mine When my world is shaking Heaven stands When my heart is breaking I never leave your hands When you walked upon the earth You healed the broken, lost and hurt I know you hate to see me cry one day you will set all things right yeah one day you will set all things right when my
0: Welcome back, everybody. That was JJ Heller with Your Hands. Mon, give us another uh,
1: clue for the quiz. quiz.
0: What do you got for us? What book am
1: I? Clue number three. This book tells us that what God requires of us, um, which is to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Okay. Yeah, very famous. We've
0: famous. been studying about that passage in our Encounter with God section over the last week or so. Yes, so. I wasn't
1: going to say it before, but I want to say now we've actually been in this book several times over the last week or two.
0: And we'll be back in it again, I am sure. Well, joining us on the phone this morning is one of our semi-regulars to the show, Barrand Newstratton. Barrand, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you for having me, live. Nice,
0: sir. Now, Barund has been taking us through the first three chapters of the book of Genesis uh, over the last, I'm not quite sure how many months we've been going for now, but it's been fascinating working our way through it and seeing how God created the world and how that God's perfect creation then uh, really started to fall fall apart. Last last time we had you on, Barund, we talked about the fall and uh, yeah. first how Eve sinned and then Adam sinned Today we want to talk about the results of the fall and God's solution. Where do we start in today's story?
5: Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, We can't get past the 15th verse of chapter 3, which is generally regarded as the proto-evangelism, which is such a significant statement and uh, one of the early forms of uh, poetry in the Scripture itself. It is uh, one text that you could spend a lot of time on. It's an absolute fascinating one.
0: All right, let's uh, read it for us there, Baron, and um, and and let's uh, let's see what this verse is all about. Let's dig into it.
5: Yeah. So the Lord God said to the serpent. So he is actually speaking to the one, obviously, who controlled the serpent, which was Satan. And the significance of verse 15 is this, that he will put enmity between you, that is then Satan, and the woman, and of course between your seed and her seed. Or the word uh, seed can be translated as posterity.
0: Descendants.
5: Yeah, correct. And now it's interesting when you compare this text with the a Hebrew uh, parallel version that uh, just goes to show that a certain perception can prejudice your translation they translate it as they shall bruise your head meaning themselves to the Jewish nation which is rather interesting but when you look at the text itself from the Hebrew it is more likely to be the third person singular he shall bruise your head the pronoun is not there in the Hebrew. Uh, it is conjugated with the, the verb to bruise. And uh, mm-hmm. you shall bruise his heel, which is an uh, expression of uh, supplanting and uh, a cowardly attack. Uh, he would bruise his heel. And of course, the, the Jews translated it as their heel. And that makes it a very interesting uh, text. Uh, there is almost a denial of the Messianic substance of this text, uh, which, in my opinion, clearly from the Hebrew is projected here.
0: And I think that's one of the important uh, reasons that, you know, one of the reasons it's important for people to study Greek and Hebrew is that different translators yeah. can lean, you know, one direction or another according to their particular worldview.
5: Correct. And the thing is that in this particular text, there is the space of introducing posterity rather than a singular personality. Uh, that space is there, but the context uh, really indicate is indicative to the fact that we are dealing with the ultimate posterity, which is Jesus Christ, of course, uh, who came from the woman.
0: Okay, so we have the very first messianic prophecy in the Bible, is that correct?
5: That is correct. Yeah,
0: and it comes in very early. I mean, we're only uh, we're only three and a half chapters into the Bible, and we're already talking about Jesus Christ. I mean, this this is really setting Genesis up for the rest of the whole you know, the rest of the Bible, isn't it?
5: Absolutely, and and that's the the, the significant thing that the introduction comes here so early. Uh, what is also remarkable, I might just like to note on verse fifteen, is it says, "I will." Enmity. It is really in the future tense, which means at that point of time that there was a discussion, the dialogue that found place, the enmity between the woman and and that which would follow from her, her posterity, would not be at enmity with not so much the serpent, of course, uh, clearly the one who possessed the serpent, uh, Satan himself. And so there is a God-given capacity of enmity foreshadowed here that will be given to mankind against Satan. And it has to come from God because he will put that enmity there. So our chance, our only chance of salvation is to accept the capacity that God gives us to be at enmity, enmity that is against Satan. That's it's interesting you
0: almost you almost feel like Adam and Eve are bystanders in this yeah, verse. They are. And, you know, you can imagine that, you know, they've done a terrible thing. They have hurt God yeah. terribly. And whenever we do that and we feel so bad, you know, our natural reaction as human beings is we want to do something to make it right. You know, we hurt our friend really, really bad. It's like, okay, you know, what yeah. can I do to make it right with this person? You know, I've I gone buy my wife a, uh, a bunch of roses or something or other. I think we've probably all been there yeah. on, on one or two occasions to, to make it right. But Adam and Eve, they are not given that opportunity, are they?
5: No, they're helpless. The, what comes forth from this text is that they are now totally helpless, and they need help. They're naked. The uh, we talked about it last time that the the, the word arum uh, is really nakedness, which is synonymous with sin, because uh, we clearly now realize that they that they have uh, had a morphological change in the sense that the garment of light has has departed, they can see their nakedness. And uh, this is so beautifully addressed that in verse 21 when when the Bible says, and also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. And that is very, uh, what shall I say, strongly connected with verse 15 because the clothes that actually do work, that will keep them warm or covered, Uh, that will cover their sinfulness because the word arom is having that connotation uh, can only be given it's not something they can achieve it can only be given Mm. and and then the other thing to consider we talk about the skin so someone had to die something had to die in order to provide that There had to be a sacrifice for their restoration if you like
0: you, you, you really wonder how they felt when God stepped in uh, yeah.
5: and you killed can only, yeah. Yeah. and then you can butchered only,
0: several animals.
5: You can only try to imagine yeah, what they would have felt. As you said, the first sacrifice found place right there. God officiated the first sacrifice, and this is the reality. It had to be uh, animated uh, organic life that died or, on their behalf for their benefit and this is really why Jesus had to become man and had to die. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot in this text that uh, that yeah would make you feel humble. Um, sometimes we all feel like Adam and Eve, I suppose, when we realize we have fallen short. Or Do sinned.
0: you think that Adam and Eve had a full understanding of the sacrificial role of Jesus Christ and just how far... God was prepared to go for their salvation?
5: You know, that's a question that I've pondered upon myself. Uh, I think the full plan of salvation, obviously, is something they had to learn. I I really believe that when they had done the wrong thing, they would have, as you said, really wanted to correct it by themselves, but you can't correct it by yourself. This is the problem. Mm. And that is, I think, a realization that uh that that really did set in right there at the beginning. They knew they had to have help.
0: You sort of wonder, you know, if they if 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 Jesus, if if Jesus has stood there and said, well, you know, hey guys, stand aside, let me deal with this. Because you can't, and they're and they're desperately like, no, 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 no. You know that natural human reaction is like, let us, we'll take the penalty, we'll deal with it. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let you deal with it. I'm going to go up against Satan because you can't go against Satan. You don't have the power, so I'm going to go up against Satan. And so they're sort of, you know, and I just picture yeah. this in my mind, bar, and you know, they're like, okay, what's Jesus going to do? He has, he has the power to do this. And then yeah. Jesus says, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to die in your place. You know, and yeah. the realisation that their actions had killed Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a probably a it's a it's a vivid image of you know the power of God's grace and just how much God loves us that yeah. we can only really see dimly today.
5: That is correct. But the more we see of that, the more we are likely to respond to his invitation to follow him and and, and fully surrender to him.
0: Mm. So coming back to this verse in verse 15 where it talks about, um, you know, I'll put enmity enmity between you and the woman and between uh, your seed and her seed, speaking to Satan, of course. Um, It shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. You talked about bruising the heel as being a cowardly act. What does bruising the
5: head signify? Yeah, that's obviously crushing would be the better translation, but crushing the head, that word head rose in Hebrew, uh, is correctly translated as head. Uh, it means first, uh, in, you know, new year is Rosh Hashanah. That, so that is a correct translation, but Rosh also has a, a, another meaning and it really means, uh, poison. In fact, uh, that's quite an interesting thing. Um, a, a poison, so uh, bitterness. A gall is—that's the word for gall. Venom is another one. So he would also defeat his venom.
0: Oh really? Yeah, yeah. because I've seen that. I've seen that word used in other places. In the Bible. I never realized that it uses the word "rosh" in there.
5: Yeah, it's exactly so it's, the it's, same. It's, word. It's, it's
0: like taking a snake and and. Uh,
5: and taking the poison. Yeah. Taking the
0: poison glands out, taking the fangs out, and the snake becomes completely harmless. It can't hurt anything or anyone.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's really a fantastic verse. You can, you can really dwell on it a great deal. Uh, but that is uh, obviously the head is, if the head is crushed, then that's deadly. So Satan will have to come to an end. Yes. He will, he will the, the seed of the woman whom we identify correctly as as Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, he, he his heels, he was cowardly attacked. We look at the story of the Passion and particularly we consider the fact that the nail was driven uh, through his heels, heel bones, to be f- fixed to the cross. Uh, there was a, a, a literal fulfillment in a sense. Mm. Um, and uh, he, there is so much in this text.
0: Yes, and of course, you know, Um, having your foot crushed, you can survive survive that. Correct. Uh, Having your head crushed, you cannot survive that, which tells us something about the ultimate end of Satan. You know, there are so many people in our world uh, within Christianity that teach that Satan will live forever and that Satan has eternal life and that Satan will never lose his life, but he will be in charge of hellfire for eternity. But that's not what the Bible is saying right here
5: which would be a tremendous reward for him uh, because he can continue to express his hatred towards those who who uh, uh, were the object of the love of uh, of Christ. And he wouldn't do, uh, he wouldn't, he would rather not do anything else but that. And that's the interesting part, that no, there's no such reward. He will be also himself coming to an end, as so many other texts of the Bible, as you and I know, indicate.
0: Mm. Mm. yeah and I'm just thinking of that uh, passage in uh, Ezekiel 28 you know where the Bible says you know I'll, I'll bring you to ashes on the earth yeah. in the sight of all those that behold you i mean that's the that's yeah. the end of Satan right there and I Correct. think that's a I think that's a uh, a very powerful point that you bring forward is that there is nothing that Satan enjoys more than yeah. hurting those whom God loves and God loves sinners and that's if he gets totally to hurt true. sinners for eternity what greater reward could, could he receive?
5: He would have it. He would have heaven in hell, so to speak.
0: Mm. Barron, it's been fantastic having you on the show again today. We look forward to uh, you coming back again next month and continuing to talk about um, Genesis Chapter 3. Uh, right now we do need to move on with our show, and this is Nicole Mullen with Redeemer.
3: the sun where to stand in the morning and who told the ocean you can only come this far
1: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Hi, my name is Pastor BJ, and I'd like to invite you to join us at Bunbury Seventh Day Adventist Church. We are a vibrant church community that meets every Sabbath at 9.30am for Bible study, followed by a worship service at 11am. There are a number of groups that meet throughout the week where we eat, share, and study the Bible together, including groups for families and young people. For more information, please contact me on 042-896-553. That's 042-896-553.
1: Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict
3: Longing my child to save.